0: Happy 2024 and it seems rather fitting to end 2023 on a high after the crap three league games prior to finally have our just rewards against a big club by playing well and getting a result and brush away the doom and gloom of being unable to win a game from conceding a goal first. That and a lot of relegation slash squad concerns are now relieved for another couple of weeks. So let's have a look at all things Arsenal with some other bits and bobs with me, our Luke Sargent and Dilla Gervais. I'm J-Mac and this is your New Year's Day-ish, full and focused podcast Fulham. right evening lads uh, good to see that 2024 looks good on all of us here um any specific ways you celebrated another year i'll go to you first dylan
1: um no not really i i it was just a quiet one and when I, once i got back from the game uh had a few friends around yeah Made a lasagna, watched Harry Potter, the second one, if anyone's interested. Chamber um, of Secrets, nice. Yeah, so not the wild, not the wildest uh, New Year's Eve I've ever had, but it, it was a nice one nonetheless. Very good.
0: Was it um, just a regular lasagna? Was it like,
1: yeah, just a regular one, not not vegetarian. I, I couldn't do that. So. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just meat, <laughs> c- pure meat. I couldn't meat. do that. I couldn't do that. Very nice. <laughs> I can <couldn't> do that. <laughs>
2: what about you, Sarge, Sir, how did you celebrate? Uh, so I spent the afternoon at the cottage, uh, in Good York, man. enjoying the merriment that that occurred there yesterday. And um, yeah, evening wise, pretty chilled, a bit like yourself. My wife is in the the latter stages of pregnancy, <laughs> yeah. so not too much partying going on. Um, I had a little tipple; she she didn't for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, did a bit of a Scott Parker, got the got the Chinese takeaway. Nice. And, um, watched a bit of Jules Holland, and yeah, watched the fireworks. That was that was it. Really kept it pretty. Pretty chill. Yeah, man.
0: I, I I kept it quite chill as well. Like, you know, my wife's going through the same thing at the moment. And we had a nice away trip together at a pub in uh, Chichester area. And we watched Jules Holland, which, by the way, I think is now really, really lackluster. It's nowhere near as good as it used to be. Um, but, you know, it doesn't matter. It was a nice, chill one, like I said. And kudos to you guys going to the game. On, on the way there, uh, on the way to this pub, I had to obviously drive for about an hour and a half. And uh, the last time I drove my wife to. Somewhere while Arsenal versus Fulham was on, um, it was quite a an ordeal because we lo- Well, we didn't lose. It was uh, a draw in the end, in ninety seventh minute from Enketia in the twenty twenty one season. So that was that was pretty. I was pretty much considering that happening, like a, an equaliser from Arsenal. But I'm so glad it didn't. So let, let's get on to that, Sarge. What a fantastic, fantastic result! What a fantastic way
2: to see the end of two thousand twenty three. Yeah, brilliant. And it was such a good performance. It wasn't one of those smash and grabs that you sometimes see when someone turns over one of the big boys. Like, we fully deserved it. We were the better team. You know, front to back, man to man. We just, we matched them or outmatched them all over the pitch. Um, It it was a complete performance. You know, we we were just, we were as good as I've seen us under Marco Silva. And considering in the championship we were knocking teams out for seven goals, you know, to be a genuine title contender... And fully merit and deserve it. They weren't missing players. They didn't have injury crisis or anything like that going mm. on. It was their full strength eleven with their best players, and yeah, we we turned up and we just we just did the job, you know. Everything was absolutely perfect from about five minutes five on. minutes
0: exactly. I mean, Dylan, we were all. I mean, you were there, and uh, Sarge was there. I mean, but we were all thinking it. I just got a text from my good mate Folds, who just who just went lol. <laughs> you know, just takes me lol four minutes in, uh, five minutes in rather when the second goal happened. You must have all been thinking, just what an absolute. Here we go again, three 0 like Bournemouth, or you know, you know how many yeah, you want. Well, I've
1: been- before the game, I just thought this is going to be a cricket score. When you see the teams, uh, like, you know, on paper, see who they have on the bench, I just thought this is going to be a long afternoon. And even the first thing I saw from the Fulham Twitter yesterday was something like, let's try and end this year on a high. And I was like, well, if they've already given up, like what hopes? <laughs> yeah, I saw are. that as well. Yeah, uh, I was like, oh god! But no, amazing, amazing afternoon. Uh, A special memory.
0: Yeah, I mean, we haven't beaten them since 2012, and um, I think it was Sipho who scored the winner. Was it? it, it? I think it might be. I'm I imagining
1: that. I think it might be Zamora. It might have been. I it was Zamora. I think it might have been 12 years ago tomorrow. I think it was. Oh wow! It's really weird because I was going skiing for the first time, and Fulham were playing Arsenal when I was on the plane. And I touched down and I saw we won 2-1, which was just... Even then, beating Arsenal was amazing for us, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it's been a long time since then. I was, in, I was in year six when that happened. Yeah. And i just graduated from uni now. It makes me sick how young you are. <laughs> yeah, well... I mean... I- I mean, Silva said that
0: as as Sarge said, that we were the best team on the pitch and it was no fluke, it was no smash and grab. I mean, I think it's probably our best performance of the season, um, in terms of the quality we're facing and the game plan that we had. Um and you know, the game plan we had, speaking of Sarge, what would you say that, that our fantastic play went down to? There was a lot of things notable from the lineup, like the return of William being one of them.
2: Yeah, William's so key to how we how we attack. His his vision, his ability to move the ball quickly, his ability to beat a man. He just he just makes things tick. And I think it's it's easy to forget how important he is. Because even at the start of the season, when he wasn't playing that well, he still always looked our most dangerous player. And when he's not been playing, Iwobi's been out on the left. And technically, Iwobi is a is a very good player. There's not a massive drop-off in ability between William and Iwobi, but Their attributes are different. The way they play the game is different. And Willian just allows us in those wide areas to just get up the pitch a bit quicker. Uh, We don't get stuck in the same way that we have been without him. So, you know, against Burnley, against Bournemouth, we just seem to be getting stuck in that middle third of the pitch and not being able to penetrate. And Willian allows us to do that. He drives us on. He pushes us forward. And then on top of that you've got Raul Jimenez coming back in who there is a noticeable upgrade in quality between him and and the other two options that we've got in there Muniz and Vinicius and he showed that with his goal and his ability has now sort of come to the fore he he wasn't playing well at the start of the season and I know there's been a bit there's been two camps of you know is he good enough is he not good enough and I stand by at the start of the season he wasn't good enough he wasn't doing the same things he's doing now he wasn't making those runs into the box he was losing his one-on-one duels. Yeah. He, he wasn't retaining the ball. But now he is. And it makes a massive difference. It's a huge, huge improvement from him. So all credit has to go to him for that. Because I was critical of him at the start of the year. And he has really stepped it on. Um, but I just, yeah, I just think we just we just did so well in everything. Defensively, Bastian uh, Robinson down the left stopped Saka and Odegaard linking and playing. Yeah. That's how Arsenal caused a lot of problems. Robinson matches up so well with wingers. He's so good one-on-one, his pace, his strength. And then he's just his timing for a challenge as well. Like he, I don't think he gets credit for that. He he times his tackles really well. It's it's difficult against players like that. It's so easy to give away a free kick in a dangerous area. And he, he didn't. He he just kept winning those one-on-ones with Saka. And Bassi was just an absolute he was just an absolute monster back there. He was mopping everything up, winning his races. Yeah. Knocking people off the way. There was a moment in the first half where he sent Inquietia to the gym. Like, he just <laughs> absolutely weights him. It was brilliant. But yeah, I just from front to back, it was it was brilliant. It was it was a complete. Bessie is just still at
0: the moment my favourite signing of the season. Uh, just the, 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 the absolute challenge he made in the build-up to the the. the the equalising goal from us was so key and, and so satisfying to watch I mean, it's like having another Palinio on the pitch if I'm being honest just uh, you know in the left centre back position in my eye uh, Dylan what what are your thoughts on this is there anything because Sarge made a really nice point there about the Robinson and Willie and the link up between them um, mm-hmm. Robinson seems to be very mustard of a lot of people I mean some people think that he's just an athlete and has no actual footballing brain I think that's fucking bollocks personally um, but there's just something about him in big games like this and he thrives under and, and as so I said he he pocketed Saka once again. He's he's done it
1: before. Yeah, no, yeah. He he seems to just he seems to just turn up, especially for the big games. And I thought yesterday he was a another you know another great performance. And I think he's he must now be like fairly underrated in terms of you know the level of performances he puts in against big teams. I know obviously before we signed him he was linked with AC Milan. You know that doesn't just happen to an average full... Well, he's linked with Liverpool
0: season. now, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. How yeah, it's he's linked with Liverpool
1: though. now. Um, But you never know. I think that's just, you know, they're trying to get as close to Andrew Robertson as they can, aren't they, without, um, Mm. you know, actually just replicating him. Um... But I think that's name and name only, to be honest. I think you know Yeah. I think he'll stay at Fulham. But um Calvin Bassi yesterday as well. I just thought he was so so good, wasn't he? I'm fortunate yeah. to get booked, but when it is your birthday you can't expect to not receive cards, can
0: you? Yeah, of course. they very that's good dude. That's why we yeah. put you well, on the pod. Thank you. That's absolutely gold. That's I right. That's brilliant. Well done you. Well done you. I think it's also is it I think it might be Andreas Pereira's birthday today as well. Yeah,
1: it? it is today. And also Shane Duffy. ah oh. my lord.
0: Well, it's a shame Wigo was meant to be on this pod. He would have had an absolute yeah. ball with that, um, but never mind.
1: He, he would have loved it. Never mind. Never mind. But It's what he would have wanted us to say. Happy birthday to Shane.
0: So, <laughs> so I mean, we're talk, talking about... I think we'll come on to Raul Jimenez in a bit because, I mean, he was an absolute star. In I just want to talk about be that you were mentioning, Sarge. You made a really good point of just the work he does and... Was there a key to this in this game? Because there's something going on that obviously our um, our good friend of the pod, uh, College uh, Tact, College Tactico, was mentioning that, that there seems to be this really nice uh, inter- intermittent sort of uh, role between Kenny and Awobi where they're doing all this work to actually create underlaps. And uh, basically, what I'm trying to get at is, is: was Awobi instead of Pereira a really good move? Because it was. I think I can't remember the last time Awobi started in front of Pereira actually.
2: Yeah, I think awobi has been a bit of a victim of his versatility, hasn't he? He's played pretty much everywhere in the midfield at this yeah. point in the season now. Um, I've always said when we signed him, and I stand by it to now, I think he is most effective when he plays in the middle. Yeah. Um, he's good in tight areas. He's he's physically strong. Um, and I, I think that was the main reason he got put in there ahead of Pereira to this game. I think the, the last two games we've seen teams walk through our midfield to score goals um and Pereira has been guilty of sort of dangling a leg you know that sort of half-hearted effort to make a tackle where you you don't really do anything you just kind of token effort I look like I tried but I didn't really try to win the ball there. Right. um and it Iwobi's not guilty of that you know he he's physical he gets stuck in he he breaks up play when he needs to break up play and he just he's just a bit more of a presence than Pereira and I think in a game like this where Arsenal do do hit you well on transitions. Is how they scored their goal. Um, just having someone in there that's just a bit more of a presence, I think, did make a difference. Pereira did well when he came on, but the state of the game was slightly different. Then it yeah. was, you know, it was a, a different, it was a different job he was being asked to do. Um, but yeah, I think the, uh, Iwobi Iwobi in the middle is is what it needs to be for me. Whether he plays as a ten or whether he plays as one of the eights, I, I don't I don't really mind. It, it, he just. He he needs to be in the middle for me. I, I don't think his attributes are best suited playing at wide. He can play yeah. there, like he can do a job there. He's not a bad player at all. But I just think if we want the best from him, he has to be in the middle. Yeah, and I thought I thought
0: the goal. Uh, that I've mentioned, obviously, at the start with Bassey making that tackle, Dylan, was, was was so beautiful in the eye to watch um, as a whole. Um, and I mentioned, I, I'm going to try and pretend I know what I'm talking about here. I mentioned, obviously, Hwobe and Kearney, this new system that Marcus... So match of the day, I'm just talking about how we've created this sort of anti, anti-pressing anti tactics that Arsenal were trying to do. I don't, can't pretend I know too much about that, hardly anything at all. But there was, obviously, an underlap from Tom Kearney that... that from that Willian pass that was just a beautiful cross uh across goal to to reach how Jimenez I mean just what an amazing an amazing goal that was and it was just wonderful to see just those sort of movements from Tom Kenny still after you know doing all these 90 minute games so far
1: yeah no ironically it was sort of like a, an Arsenal-esque goal wasn't it and it was a great mm. cross from from Kenny who's who continues to sort of su- not surprise anymore but you know, he performs so well at the, the highest level and in, in the big games now as well. And he's, you know, been with us for eight years now, I want to say. Uh, just just incredible, isn't it, really? Like, he, he continues to, you know, shine in the Fulham team. And he, he looks so good in that shirt, doesn't he? I was thinking he could actually be one of my favourite Fulham players ever. I don't know if that's like a stupid suggestion or something, but I was thinking... Not at all. Nah, nah, he's, was, he's up yeah, there. He's yeah. up there. I, for me, he's 100% in the debate. I don't know who with exactly but yeah you know amazing we've
2: got other fans he's now, been he's about. been a captain for two promotions like mm. he's he, you know he's been with the club at times where we've enjoyed success and relative success mm. I know because like in the in the past we've been in the Premier League for longer but he's been a big part of big moments for for fans that have been like you know fans of the club in the last 10 15 years he's been a big part of big moments like consistently' he's, he's won a league title he's won two playoff finals as captain. I'm just really happy.
1: One.
2: Yeah, exactly. He scored he scored the winning goal at Wembley. Like the only time that we've played at Wembley with fans, he scored the winning goal. Like that that's massive. Um and he he just he embodies this period of time in like this, you know, we've been the yo-yo club. But what's brilliant is now seeing him have a full crack at the Premier League because he's not done that before. He's always got injured and missed games. And last season he was kind of in and out because, you know, he didn't really know if his fitness would permit him to to play a big role. But he's doing that now. He's playing a really key role in a Premier League Fulham team and he's shining. And it's, it's brilliant to see. And he's, he's definitely right up there for favourite Fulham players for me in my yeah. time. And it wasn't just him
0: making that run as well. We've got to talk about Raul Jimenez now, Dylan. I, I thought, I don't know if it's the three-game ban, which annoyingly he caused on himself, but I just he seemed absolutely full of beans this game. And, and as Sarge said, I think people were right to criticise him at the start of the season because he wasn't good enough. But he now looks almost just... Just as good as sort of well, I think to be honest, in this game, he looked as good as Mitrovic has looked for us in prime Premier League games for us.
1: Well, it is it is weird. I was I was on the concourse yesterday, and I think about it might have been Frenchy who said, you know, he's now the solution to the problem that he caused by being suspended, than he was previously the solution to the problem that we had of not scoring any goals. So um, yeah, he's he's been on a complete um, roller coaster ride. Um, since joining Fulham but yeah I'm, I'm so glad he's finally uh, you know we're sort of, sort of starting to see a bit of return on the money that we paid and five million looks a snip to be fair it does him. now yeah
0: um, I mean Sarge is
1: is there an argument to say
0: and I'm just because this is going to sound really, really stupid I'm getting ahead of myself is there an element to Jimenez's game that you think is actually a bit more impressive than Mitro? I feel like with Mitro, all the all the and all the pressing he was doing, all the runs he was making from deep as well. That there seems to be almost like a Mitrovic vibe, but more agileness and actually more speed. I don't know if that's just me talking nonsense. Is there something there that I'm
2: saying? I I said I said this to a couple of people when you first joined that Prime Raúl Jiménez was a better player than the prime Mitrovic that we've seen. Okay, I and, feel better about it. Like, so, so Raul Jimenez, when he when he bagged 17 goals in the Premier League and was being linked with Bayern Munich and the like when he was at Wolves, I believe that that player is a better player than we've ever seen in Alexander Mitrovic. Not by like miles. I'm not saying that he, like oh, Mitrovic can't lace his boots. Or yeah. anything like that, but I, I just think he's a more rounded player. He's got more to his game. When he's on top form, at his best, he was better than Mitrovic has ever been. For my money. I don't know if he's that player now like uh, he's he's doing really well don't like I'm really happy with the level that we're seeing from him he has stepped in he's made it to the point now where we go into January and we're not desperate for a striker which we all were you know 4 weeks ago we were like get us just get us to January we need to sign someone yeah. that desperation isn't there right now because he has shown that he can do it and what's quite nice is is that having had a three game ban that could have disrupted his momentum hasn't he's come back from that three game ban he started straight back in and bang he scored another goal yeah and that was quite important i think that he had a good game because it just keeps it rolling now there there could have been a worry that three games on the sidelines has he lost that momentum as he killed his own momentum and he hasn't he's he's managed to keep it going so yeah it's it's brilliant i i, I agree with you to the sense that i think there's more to his game than mitchovic i think he's more versatile mm. i don't know that right now i would say oh you know I, I agree with just keeping him on and just you know just sticking with him, and he's better than Mitrovic. Now. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, know if I'm neither there am I. Yet. No, I'm just but, playing. But I do I do think that a prime Raúl Jiménez, and, and you know he's he's improving all the time. Like that was his best performance against Arsenal that we've seen. So if he keeps getting better. Maybe we are going to see the Raúl Jiménez of twenty nineteen, and and that player, for my money, is is a better player than Arizona Mitrovic.
0: I think we'll probably need. I mean, it does seem that. I mean, I don't know if did Muniz or Muniz didn't come on. Did Vinicius come on at all? Was he even on the bench? I don't remember. The game. No,
1: I think Jimenez yeah. played the
0: 90, didn't he? Yeah,
1: I think Jimenez was yeah, on the pitch all the time. Right, and I don't know what yeah, that says because the
0: there are links, obviously, with Vinicius going, uh, being sold and Muniz. So that, I think we will get a new striker in. I think it will only be good for
2: Jimenez's competition uh, because at the moment he has really none in terms of Muniz and Vinicius. The drop-off is too big. Exactly. Uh, we've seen that the last three games. The drop-off is too high. Even Everton, where we, we did really well and we won, you know, we won the shootout. I mean, our goal was an own goal and we didn't look like scoring. Yeah in that game really outside of that. So yeah, the drop off at the moment is too big, but it was last season as well with Mitrovic dropping down to Vinicius. We had countless conversations in the group chat about backup strikers. I think it's easier to get a backup striker now than it was with Mitrovic because I don't think Raul is as secure in his position and he's that bit older. So strikers will look at it and think, I can I can oust a striker that scored five goals this season, whereas Mitrovic by this point, I think, was, was into double figures. Yeah, so, yeah. I, th- I think we've got an easier job of getting a another supplementary striker than we did for, for sure. And there's
0: really nice images of Rao with his wife at the end, obviously, you know, having a hug and smiling at each other. And you know, that, that's us putting a bit too much romance into it because you know, if I scored a goal in any game, obviously, you, you, you're, you're bound to have a hug with your your partner and have a smile. But I think there's almost that extra sort of romance because you know he's had a hard time with the suspension with his injury, and there's just like this nice sort of feeling happening now um, amongst Fulham fans for him, and also actually just in the general media I feel like everyone is on wants Raul Jimenez to do well and therefore quite likes Fulham doing well which
2: is actually a bit of a first because I always feel like the media hate (laughs) sometimes secretly hate Fulham I don't know why (laughs) I think Wolves fans I think Wolves fans will be really happy to see him doing well because they they were ready for him to leave because he wasn't offering them much anymore but they they were all and everything I saw on social media Wolves fans love Raul Jimenez because of what he did when he was there so I think I think there'll there'll be a lot of people. And I think Fulham fans wanted him to do well when he first signed. We all wanted him to do well, but we were just a bit like, oh, I don't know, he hasn't scored in thirty something Premier League games, and
0: yeah, you know, and he didn't show
2: a lot to start with. But it's it's brilliant. We, we all want our players to do well, and we want Fulham to do well. So you know, no one's rooting for him to to not score goals. We all want him to score goals, and. It's brilliant that he is. He's he's done really well, and he was fantastic against Arsenal. Another thing that was fantastic
0: against Arsenal was um, our set pieces, and this, Dylan, will lead on to the next point of our goal, uh, the winning goal. Um, really good to see us score from, from a corner. I mean, it may be I mean arguably just as sort of scrappy as the Saka goal in the uh, fifth minute, but th- there's just something. Obviously, Pulina gets his head to it, and you know he has a bit of a bit of a tumble there with Declan Rice, but. Th- out of everything that's happened, I don't think anyone is still talking about the amazing work that Bobby dekodover just gets us into. Because he was not having a particularly good game, in my opinion, or what I saw from the highlights and what I heard from friends messaging me. But there's something about Bobby dekodover that just manages to produce something out of nothing in the right place at the right time all the time for us. And I feel like he's just becoming almost like very as culty as Dennis Adoy in my eye for that regard.
1: Yeah, he's he's definitely just he's he's sort of I think he's quite underrated in in the Fulham team. He's quite a consistent performer, I think. Um, whether his level is you know week in week out Premier League, I don't exactly know, but he never looks too out of place. And yeah, yesterday he popped up with another big moment with that goal, just in the sort of right place at the right time to steer it past Raya. Um, and yeah, you yeah, know pandemonium yeah. when when he scored. To be fair, it's it's the loudest I've heard the ground in a while. Oh really? Think, which is. Yeah, really good. Uh,
0: we love we love a Fulham player scoring a goal past Raya. Always, every day, every yeah, day, yeah, 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 every yeah. day of the week. But I will say, such I mentioned Polinia there with Rice and getting first touch on the header. Like we we need to talk about Polini's passion in this game once more. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be actually let alone. It wouldn't be an Arsenal game without Polini going mental like he scored the equaliser at the Emirates. But this one, that tackle he makes or tackle slash block he makes against Saka in that box and then just fist pumps the air and just screams like you know Russell
2: Crowe and gladiator is just something isn't it it must have been so disheartening for Saka because it was like the first time he'd got the better of Robinson all game it was the first time he'd like managed to work himself into a position with the ball at his feet and then all of a sudden this just Trojan Portuguese (laughs) god just dives in front of him and just takes the ball away and it's just like it was so emphatic and then he roars it it's just it's just brilliant I just uh, I, I don't want him to leave ever and it's really difficult because you know that there is every chance that at some point he's gonna go yeah I um, don't think it'll be in January now I still don't no, no I don't I, probably I, in the I summer. think I think we've got him till the summer but I, I I think he is gonna go in the summer most likely and it's, just, it's going to be really sad, but he's been he's brilliant. And I saw a few people sort of suggesting, oh, he's not been good the last couple of games. And, you know, maybe it's because he's he's ready to leave and he's phoning it in a bit. And I was like, I, just don't, I yeah. just don't believe that. Like, you watch the man play football. I don't believe he has it in him to go onto a pitch and not give 100%. He Everyone can have a less than effective game. I think part of the problem we had in the last couple of games is that because we've been playing with this sort of Kearney and Pereira as the midfield two with him, he's he's basically doing the job of two, if not three players, defensively, and I think it's just he's just been a bit overrun at times, um, but. He he just he can't give anything less than a hundred percent. He doesn't have it in him, and I I love it. Just, I remember last season he he did a similar thing as Manchester United. It was it wasn't really as in a dangerous area of the pitch, but he he basically just slid across, made this tackle in front of the Johnny Haynes stand and then immediately like, so the I'm really glad that.
0: you mentioned that because that's that that is exactly what it reminded me of, and that I think was his best performance in a Fulham shirt. I've never seen a central defensive midfielder perform like that like, like ever, let alone lucky enough what is it at the yeah. cottage, but what was really good about that was that he did the same fist pump in this game, and we finally won against a team that we deserved to beat. And it was just against us, uh, against Manchester United, we were just so much better than, them. and then Ganacho just ruined everything in the last minute. And I'm just so pleased that we got the fist pump from him and actually beat a team. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a nice sort of symmetry to that, in my opinion. I'm I'm trying to think of who else we can mention of like things that I mean, Pereira hit the woodwork again, Dylan. I, I just think like one day this new to go in, he's got such good technique but then again it is technically fucking off target so maybe it's not, I, I don't know what else to say about it, it's just I, I really am desperate for him to score a free kick
1: Well he's consistent and you know well Fulham players definitely know about scoring free p- kicks past David Raya and uh, I thought go. yesterday uh, I thought yesterday it was it was going to go in but yeah, so unlucky to hit the bar again but um, he'll get one one day and it, it'll be worth it
0: Yeah. Do you think there's any, um, any sort of Again, I'm going to say something kind of controversial and I don't want to upset people. Is there an element, and either of you could jump in on this, is Castagna a better player than Tete right now? I feel like at the moment, we are a better team with Castagna, and actually the games with Tete, we haven't actually been as great.
2: Tete was poor against Bournemouth. I said it in the first half and I said it was going to cost us and then they scored down that side. Um, I I, I don't know. Tete, like... uh, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he's just a bit rusty because he hasn't played a lot recently. But that doesn't really wash when he was really good against Liverpool, mm-hmm. and he hadn't played for a while before that game either. Um, so I don't know. I, uh, they're different. I think Tete Tete is so solid. And again, Liverpool Liverpool was only a couple of weeks ago, and he was unbelievable against Liverpool. Fair enough. You yeah, know, I know we I know we conceded four goals, but as a defensive performance, he. Was no, I'm fast. being fickle there. I agree. Um, yeah, there. It, but, like, but Castagne has, Castagna has. we've looked better with Castagna and the team, you're right, we look a better team with Castagne he offers a bit more going forward um, he's going to score soon, I reckon, because he keeps getting into positions where he, he's not far away from the goal, he had one against Arsenal where he, he just, his touch just let the ball get yeah. away from him a little bit, but he was pretty much in on goal and it's happened a couple of times recently um, Yeah, I think Castagne's winning the battle at the moment, but we're, we're just in a bit of a luxury spot that we've got two fullbacks that we know we if, if Kastanya goes down with an injury is anyone going to be worried about who's coming in I, I'm not like I say Tete was poor against Bournemouth but I want to give him the benefit of the doubt with that we can have off days and I didn't think Bobby Reid really gave him a lot of a lot of protection which was different yesterday because Bobby Reid really basically played as a wing back even though we had a back four yeah I was going to um, mention that that's that I thought that was a really good part of our game being defending as a five and um, off the ball I yeah. thought that was really really effective especially when you've got Odegaard who likes to allow Bassi to go and sort of deal with Odegaard at times. Because Odegaard, I was watching him yesterday and he had me worried constantly because he just always seems to be in space. I don't understand how he does yeah. it, but he just seems to evade anyone picking him up. But every time he got the ball, because we had Bobby Reid tucking in, Bassi was able to then just go across to him because he knew that we had enough players to deal with the front line. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it worked quite well. I think Castagna is he's the first choice. Right back at the moment, but again, like I say, if, if something was to happen where he got injured or he was suspended, I don't think we'd worry about Tete coming in. We know. how good No, he that's is. true. That's true. And uh, going back
0: to the five uh, five defending thing, I, I think it was really good to see Diop um, as, as part of the uh, three centre backs uh, towards the end there, and it, and it paying off. I, I I do like it when defensive tactics from Silver work. I don't feel like he actually uses uh, three centre backs or five at the back enough, and it's really satisfying when it works in protecting a lead when you are dreading it actually happening especially against a big club like Arsenal so I thought I thought that was great I mean have you guys got anything else you'd like to pick up on from this game um, in terms of anything else that you you, you you, any takeaways from this game at all
2: Iwobi and Bassi were standout performers right. and they're now not going to play the next few games yeah that's league, you know, that's why they've got AFCON which is a disappointment I, I think Diop will come in and, and he'll be fine like again it's quite nice to know that as great as bassi has been I don't think we need to worry about Diop he, I think Bassi is the first I think Bassi and Tosin are the, the first two centre-backs at the moment I think they've earned that spot but I think Diop is is a good player to come in um he's done well for us he played most of our games last season um and we had a really good season so I don't think we need to panic but it is a shame to lose Bassi at this time and I feel like Bassi's really come into his own the last couple of weeks. Um so it's a shame that he's going and then Iwobi as well. I think Iwobi's been a, a stand-up performer all season. He's probably been consistency-wise our best player over the first half of the season. Um so it's a shame that we're going to lose him. But again, you know, Pereira came off the bench and and did a good job yesterday and we know that Pereira can can be a good player even if he's not been to the level that we've we sort of come to expect from him. So it's a shame, but I, I think we're in a we're in a decent spot.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I think, um, you know, the players that we've got that can come in, we know they're going to be all right because they did capable jobs last, last season what is a pretty similar team otherwise. Um, so, yeah, no, I think it's just nice to finally get, like, a, a London derby win against a good side, um, along a top side. Um, and, yeah, just finally beating someone who, on paper, you know, we shouldn't really be anywhere near. And it's been ages since we had a, a game like that. And I'm so happy it it happened yesterday when at least looked like it was going to happen. Yeah,
0: well, roll on for our next league game against Chelsea. Hopefully, we can uh, we can we can do something similar there. Um, I, and I, I'm sure, as as such says, we, we can reluctantly fill the void of uh, Bassi and Awobi temporarily. Just let's just hope that Nigeria do really badly. Um, in in Afcon, but well, I I don't want them to because I I like Nigeria, but I just don't you know I don't want I just would like them back.
1: <laughs> Selfish I just want them back, yeah. Know.
0: But there are rumors of you know transfers happening that, that could potentially like replace certain factors that we might be missing. But we'll, we'll come on to that a bit later on. In terms of Rotherham, which is actually our next game, Sarge. I mean, oh Dylan, just throw in. But I mean, this will be a game where we we super rest, I imagine, and we get Rodak on maybe. I don't know, as Fuji rolls around, you know, all the all that kind of malarkey, I imagine we're going to be really having a nice break now until Chelsea.
1: Yeah, hopefully Luke Harris gets a start. Well, that's, nice. yeah, that would be good.
0: Um, that would be really good because all this talk of Carvalho coming back, actually, you just got to remember that actually Luke Harris m- might be just as, as a bigger deal. Yeah, isn't?
1: probably just as good. Yeah. No, I think it will just be a chance for, you know, Silver to rotate, give some minutes to players who haven't, you know, necessarily been able to break into the team over the last couple of months, see what they can do and... I mean, Rotherham are pretty poor in the championship, so we should be beating them, but obviously I don't want to say anything too quickly in the FA Cup, but we should be fine. All right, fair play,
0: fair play. And if you want to add to that, Saj, before we go on to another new topic, very exciting.
2: No, I think, I think I think you're right. I think we'll rotate. I think you'll see the likes of Wilson start. I think Harris will probably get some minutes. I do think he's going to end up going out on loan this month, though, so I don't think he'll be part of the first-team squad for the second half-season. I think the only reason he didn't go out on loan in the mm. summer was because we basically were a little bit light on numbers towards the end of the window. So I think I think he will go out on loan somewhere. He was due to go to Exeter wasn't he? I think? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, so. And that kind of broke down. So I think yeah, I think he'll go out on loan. Um but yeah, I think there'll be some rotation. I don't I don't know what we'll do in terms of Left back because Ballatore's obviously gone to Afcon as well. Oh, of course he so has.
0: Yeah, I forgot about
2: that. Robinson's going to have to play again <laughs> unless unless one of the youngsters comes in there. But there hasn't really been any sign of that happening. Right. So, um Yeah, I, th- I think elsewhere on the pitch, I think you know, I think it's it's a it's a chance for Harrison Reed, Sasha Lukic to to get some minutes in their legs. It's a home game, which is nice. It's not you know a miserable away trip to a lower league club. So so we should we should be able to to see that through and going to the Chelsea game with, uh, you know, some of our our uh, first-choice players, a bit more freshly. Poor linked. old Sasa Lukic. I hope he does play and do really well. I feel like he's just stuck between
0: roles, really. He's, 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 not, he's not that number 10 that we need. He's not that sort of... Th- there isn't really a sort of classic number eight that works in our system at the moment, and he's not really that sort of num- number six. <laughs> it's, it's really infuriating. I feel like there probably is actually a very, very good player in there, but I just don't think that... that The gates have opened for him yet in the system that Marcus Silva wants to play in. Um, it's a shame, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, something will happen. I, I really hope that he starts to picking up some forks I think he's, I think he's an interesting player. But we'll go on now. Like we've been talking about 2024, Happy New Year, etc., etc. But uh, it, the big talk really seems to be 2025 because we've had a new contract for Tim Ream, and now not actually official on the club we- uh, club website yet, but it, it seems good enough that Tom Kenny's now extended as well. Um, these are guaranteed testimonials, don't you think? <laughs> I can't imagine. him. They, they might yeah, be surely. playing but i just don't know yeah you know, this is uh, this is this is a this is a very good moment
1: yeah no 100% i think um they'll obviously um as the years go on they they might become more important figures less on the pitch and more off the pitch it'd be great to have around obviously bags of experience so they can step in when needed going forwards but yeah um both till 2025 and i'm sure it's going to be uh if it is their sort of last year each, I'm sure it's gonna be a great um eighteen months now, I suppose. Yeah. I'm
0: trying to think who they might play, Sarge, or who who Reem would play or Kearney or like uh I don't know, or just it's just it's just very it's just very nice. It's just like we were uh, talking I love yeah. about Kearney beforehand, you know, just but with Reem as well. Um I, I I'm trying to think
1: maybe uh, maybe a USA Legends or, or Bolton Wanderers Legends failing that for Tim Reem. <laughs> Uh, Are there
2: any Bolton Wanderers legends?
1: Oh yeah, well <laughs> JJ um, Cotcher, I suppose. Yeah, JJ <laughs> Cotcher. Like
2: that Allardyce team, a Cotcher, and Ivan Campo. Like that. get them boys Brilliant. out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wheeling out Johan Elmander or something. Um, maybe Tom Kenny can play the 11 most beautiful men in football or something. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Be there, Giroud maybe. Tom Kearney Tom Kenny should be
2: against Leeds. Yes. Tom Kearney should do a testimony against Leeds.
1: Yeah. Um, so Leeds. He can
2: smack one in again. Man. And uh, <laughs> Tim Ream can uh, can have his against uh, like a US a US team or something. Anthony Robertson can play a half for each team or something like that. Brilliant. Brilliant. I mean, it's just—it's really good. Do we just—we just need toasted now to be the next one to sign. It'll
0: probably be someone else. I just feel like th- there was a picture released of Tom Kenny with um a, b- a bunch of players, but also ex-players. He so had uh, Ryan Sessiny in the picture as well. But toasted—they're all together. You just feel like, come on, toasted. You—you love everyone here. You don't need to go to—you yeah. don't need to go to a. European club, just just stay here for a bit longer. You're young still for a centre back, I think. I don't know. Yeah, big, you know.
2: Yeah, what is he? Twenty six. Mm. You know, just yeah, stay around. He's got, he's got ages. Just stay around,
0: please. I prefer you. as much as as much as I think Diop is good and had a very good season last season. There's something about Tosin. I think it's the romance of it of him getting promoted with us in the uh, in the championship and how good he was then. I just feel like he's also homegrown, English, etc. There's just something. Well, I mean, he is English, but I mean, I don't know if he's going to. I don't know. There's, there's talk of him potentially switching his um, allegiances um, internationally. Um, I don't know if his next move is actually trying to get into the, the realms of maybe making the England squad and you know doing for instance what people have um who's the player that plays for AC Milan uh, that I've completely forgotten about who's doing Tomori yeah i mean okay, he might Timori. be looking at that sort of progression thinking that's what i want i mean he's a very ambitious guy a really ambitious guy i mean i think he mentioned that he wants to be you know captain C for the, in the champions league one day i mean this he i understand it i understand the ambition and uh, i just don't want him to leave <laughs> and and not for I free think,
2: yeah i think his um his ambition is like well placed but i also think that he needs I don't know. I, I feel like for him to get to where he looks like he wants to get to, and I think he has got a really high ceiling, I feel like he needs to kind of establish himself at a Premier League team first. And I don't know that if he leaves us to go to another Premier League team, he's going to necessarily walk in and establish himself as a first-choice centre-back off the bat. Um, the talk was like Tottenham. but no, they're going somewhere else. He's not He's not going to... Yeah, they they look like they, they're looking elsewhere. But even if he ended up at Tottenham, they've still got Van de Ven and Romero. So yeah. Yep. it's tricky. It's, it's a tricky one. I, I would like to see him stay. I'd like to see him stay for another, well, for for, for like three, four years. I'm, I, yeah. you know, I'd like to see him stay and 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 just, you know get better at Fulham. But we'll we'll have to just wait and see.
0: We'll Have guess. to wait and see. Well, let's um before we wait and see what's going to happen this year into 2024 I'd like to just go around and just talk about it's obviously a happy new year we need to talk about uh, your best moment of 2023 and because it's just three of us we. if, if you're really desperate you could mention more than just one but um I'll I think I'll start by just saying I think my favorite moment of 2023 was indeed the game against Everton and the penalty shootout just the fact the history of us actually reaching um, a semi uh, final in the league cup uh, for the first time ever and just the absolute the roller coaster of that that penalty shootout when uh, when uh, you know Leno made the save and just how the momentum completely shifted I, I think that was just I really went a bit ballistic, as people might hear from the the podcast we did. But yeah, um, sorry, oh Dylan, please take it
1: away. Um, well, it's tough, isn't it, to pick a there's a, a lot moments. There are good ones. I think you know there's the Chelsea that both you know Chelsea win and then yesterday. But I really think you know that away game at Brighton when Mana Solomon scored in the last minute, just them, them ten minutes or 20 minutes, you know, the, the injury time, the celebrations, and... The ultimate you know, after, smash and grab in yeah. the game, yeah. So, so good. So, so you dream of things like that. And one of my best mates was in the home end as well, so it was just perfect. Like, Yeah. yeah oh, it was amazing. That was
0: pure Ocean's Eleven. It was a brilliant day. Brilliant oh, day. Yeah.
1: Smash and grab to the extreme. And for you, Sarge? Yeah, the bright the Brighton
2: game was... I think what made the Brighton game so good as well is that, like, we were all there. Yeah. Right, as as a... As a like full, as like a full and focus away day like there were so many of us yeah there, there were um which doesn't always happen for those those away days we don't always get as many numbers we always go in a, a little posse but we we had so many of us were there to enjoy that together so it felt it felt really special in that regard as well um but uh yeah I, I don't know that we can top Chelsea as a sort of visceral moment mm. um, that, that outpouring of emotion I think that was just that, was, that was unbelievable. Yeah, it was. It was just, and it was. It was one of those. As well, because we went into that game with a bit of confidence that we could pull this off as well, which isn't always the case. Like, I think we all kind of went into that game with a level of expectancy that, like, they're in a bad space mm. and we're doing well. Like, we can do this today. Like, we turn up, we'll turn them over. Yeah. And then to actually act upon that and it and it play out, it, I think, is it made it all that much. Much sweeter. Well, we had it. We um, had it in
1: September as well, didn't we? Like it was shaping up like they're bang out of form. They just lost in the Champions League, to, I think Dynamo Zagreb or something, and we'd beaten Brighton and you know played well away at Spurs and obviously we lost that game. But then uh, you know the Queen, the Queen popped it and uh, you know the game was delayed <laughs> yeah. and it just felt like we finally had um, a, a second chance to, to to beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was,
2: it was brilliant. I'm glad that it it kind of played out the way it did and it was it was good as well because it was it just had every that game had everything it had, you know Joao Felix got sent off like we got to like wave him off it was his debut yet he, he was actually playing really well
1: Willian um, scoring so... it his old club Vinicius yeah, it was just...
2: It was, it was brilliant. I lo- I, what I love about that game that I will always remember is William doing the whole I'm not going to celebrate against my old club thing and Carlos Vinicius just not being here for it. Like just jumping all over oh, him. Yeah. Just like almost like forcing him to celebrate that goal. He was just like, no, we are having this. And then obviously Vinicius then scored his own goal. And as much as he is a, a you know, malign character at the moment, he. He'll always we'll always have that we'll always have that with Carlos Vinicius he mm. he is the man that that put the ball in the Chelsea net on that night so that was it and then I just, I think this Arsenal game is up there as a performance I think so. if we're looking for what our best performance was then yeah yeah I'm... that Arsenal game was was up there you know like we said they were at full strength it was you know the best eleven they could put on the pitch and we turned them over and we fully deserved it and they are genuine title contenders and we yeah we really. We shot in their coffee. I love it. That's so. a brilliant expression, by the way. I love that. I'm gonna, I'll be nicking that. But yeah,
0: there's, it's the external vibes as well that you have with a game. So obviously Chelsea was brilliant because it was under the lights, it was the evening, it was really, really like just magical night. And with this one, you've got New Year's Eve and, and also just the vibe of like, oh. Let's just get this over with. And it just wasn't. We, we were all expecting us to just, you know, roll over and have our tummies tickled by them. And it just, it, it wasn't the case. It was brilliant. It was just absolutely brilliant. So I will, I will say it's very much joint, maybe actually now for this game and the Everton game, which, actually, which goes to say, it's actually been a very good December. Who would have thought? <laughs> we were all saying how a terrible festive season we've had. And I've just
2: picked two of the best moments of the year in this month. So, well, last month, beg your pardon. But yeah, so that's, Two five nils in a, in a, in the space of a week has to yeah. be up there. Yeah, well. of course. Yeah, we didn't
1: even mention that.
2: That has, that has to be up there as well. It's, it's, it's a bit recency bias, I suppose. But you know, to win those two games, like I, Sam Sam Diamond, one of our one of our uh, our members of Fulham Focus, is uh, as kindly given me a season ticket for the month of December. And- Legend. I'm. I don't think I'm going to give it back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, we'll have we'll have to have um, some sort of I don't know <laughs> I don't know what he's going to say about that, but you know what I think I think we've rounded up pretty much I don't think there is recency bias there I think well maybe there is but it doesn't matter it's just it's we're uh, we're playing some of the best stuff we've ever played at the moment I think Marcus Silva is really being found uh, really finding his rhythm as a sort of a top elite manager now um, and and lots of people are noticing it I won't go down the road of like you know who who which. Club from you know the Middle East or Europe are going to be after him in the summer, but I feel like Marco Silva is only getting better and, and more and more elite with us, and, and it's very exciting to see, really
2: exciting indeed. Um, I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll go on, Sarge. What's important about this as well is that Marco Silva has shown what he can do when he's given the correct tools, mm. because. We have had the the Burnley and the Bournemouth games recently, and so much of that fell down because we were missing two key attacking players and those two key attacking players are thirty five and thirty three years old respectively yeah. so we do we, we need we need to back this man he's he is the best manager that we've had for a long long time, and like you say he's he's showing off his his ability, but he can only work with what he's given and if he's not given the tools and we're working with uh, you know God bless Rodrigo Muniz, but he couldn't get into a Middlesbrough team last season that was nowhere near promotion. So, you know, how can we expect him to play for us up front in the Premier League? So we we just need to make sure, the club needs to make sure that they they give him, they give Marco Silva what he needs to do his job. Because if he's given the tools, the job he will do will be outstanding. All right.
0: And what we'll do, we'll link that up in a minute. So we'll just do one more thing I've just added. A bold prediction for 2024 from each of you if you can think of one and, and I, if if not we'll just shut it down and just call it a day it doesn't matter but have you got have you got anything that you can think that is realistically possible
1: there's going to be a friday uh, maybe this might not be correct there's going to be a friday in november where we're going to wake up in a sort of eastern european city because we'll win the carabao cup and okay can we get into the Conference League if we win the Carabao Cup? Yeah, we yeah. can, yeah. Yeah, so we'll be there somewhere in like Bosnia or something, I think. That's my bold prediction. <laughs> nice. If you if you I'm gonna try and reel in a big fish there. Alright. Um, may not happen, but I'd I'd love it to.
2: Anything from you, Sarge? I I yeah, I mean it's not my bold prediction, but I because uh, I'm still I'm not convinced going to happen but I do fancy us in this semi final that we've got coming up. Yeah. I don't know I don't know why they've not got Salah. He's got he's yeah. he's going to go to Akon as well. If we can get out um, that
1: first leg with the, yeah, you know respectable scorer, we do, well. and we get them back to the cottage. But and that's why game. this game was
0: we so important. Game. This game was so important because it actually re- it it showed. It showed ourselves, but also the other clubs around us that actually we can beat Liverpool on our day. Yeah. Can, we, think, can we get a think... point at Anfield? Yes. Can we beat them at the Courage? Yes. Will we? Is that we outplayed
1: question? them at Anfield. But I don't know if, like, finally beating a big team will just be like a sort of breaking a barrier for the players and a sort of hit a new level against big sides. I don't know that these games are finally winnable because it must have been years and years where they just felt like, well, there's no chance we're going to win this one, even if we play well, like. Yeah. What chance we actually win it? But now they seem to be sort of turning a corner a little bit. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I think I, I fancy us to to bloody some noses. Like, I, and if we get to the final, I mean, it could be Chelsea in the final. It's set up for it, isn't I, it? I, <laughs> I fancy. I fancy us against them as well. Like it's just. It, <sighs> yeah i don't know dylan's covering his face right now that we're gonna win sorry no no No, no, he's just just
0: imagining it he just can't control if we
1: beat chelsea at wembley oh my god dylan's currently wearing a t-shirt that
0: says milf man i
2: love fulham so it's all it's all over the top and brilliant i love it i love it uh in terms of a bold prediction i'm gonna i'm gonna go out and say that at the start of next season uh, both João Pallinha and Tosin Adorabai will still be full of That's blaze. lovely.
0: That's a good one.
2: That's a really good one.
0: Um, yeah. my, my one's really weak compared to that I was just going to and it's really probably really underwhelming to people listening I just I was going to say I, I think Ryan Sessegnon will become a Fulham player again <laughs> that, that, I don't, but I don't know if uh, actually he's what we need I don't know if he's going to be the left winger the, the Willian project or the yeah, left winger I play? don't know it depends if Robinson goes but he, I, don't know, think Robinson, I don't think Sessegnon is actually uh, it was uh, a bad prediction <laughs> don't worry yeah, about
2: it <laughs> It would be interesting. I, I don't know that. It, I don't know that he suits like the Marco Silva. I don't know what he suits. Way, I don't, I, I don't think anyone's known what he suited for years since yeah. he was been put into. I don't know what sports position sports. he plays anymore. Neither does he. No, either. I don't
0: Neither know. Sub. Yeah, it was a bad prediction. Bad. It was a bad prediction. But we move on. It doesn't matter. I mean, in terms of transfer rumours, we mentioned Fabio Carvalho in the last one. Um, it's been stated by F- F- Fabio Romano, whatever his name is, that you know. Liverpool don't want to make it an option to buy. They just want to get him some minutes and keep him as a long-term investment. Fine, don't care. I don't think any of us want him. He's not a priority right now. There was a link to Ben Rama, which um, I think I think I quite like the look of as maybe a loan or some filler for that Willian role. I mean, any of your thoughts on that one? I don't hate right.
2: it. I don't hate it at so, all. Um, he's, he's he's he he fits, he fits the bill. He, you know, he's a tricky wide player that likes to cut in and he can beat a man. He can, he can shoot. He, he fits the bill. He, he scored is, 12 yeah, goals last a season. Player that. Yeah. Yeah. He fits. He, like I say, he, he fits the bill. The only concern I would have with him is that he, he will turn 29 at the start of next okay. season. Okay. Yeah. That's um, great. And we already have a, a slightly older than average squad and 20 29 is not old, but like, it just means that like in another year, he's going to be 30. And it's another over 30, you know, I, you know yeah, could we get someone that's twenty-six? That would probably be that you just you just have a bit more longevity out of that, I feel like I, I think Yeah. Signing a player at twenty-nine twenty-eight, twenty-nine is is fine when you've got a sort of a, a squad around it that doesn't need a a fairly uh fairly fairly fast approach and rebuild. And I think we are kind of at that point, and I think that would just be a bit of a a Bit of a stopgap, but uh, again, he, he fits the bill. And you know, what What are we talking about? I mean, William and Rao Jimenez are our best attacking players at the moment, and they're 35 and 33. So that needs that needs Solid. Sign him, Sign yeah. Him. I mean, I, I, that's a good
0: point. <laughs> I feel like there are other sort of maybe more niche ones I'd like. I mean, I think uh, Nonto from Leeds. I don't know if I pronounced that right, would be a really interesting investment from us. Um, Neto, who I've mentioned before, who was really good at Celtic, then went to the Middle East and now they don't want him. I, I don't think that speaks... Jotto. Oh, Jota. mean Jota? Why am I saying Neto?
2: Neto, Neto's never coming to us. Peggy... He,
0: Wolves are going to want no. so much money. That's right. Him. Sorry, yeah. No, uh, he's going to probably... I could see him going to Liverpool. Or Jared Bowen going to Liverpool if they sell Salah. Just that right-sided, cutting-in guy. I could imagine him going to one of them. Going to there maybe, but I, I don't know. Is is there any any sort of player that you would like in this window that's realistic? Before we go, because we got to talk. You know, New Year's Eve. It's the first of January. The window
2: is open.
1: Um, it's tricky. It's hard. Market.
2: Isn't it? It's very hard. Yeah,
1: hard market. It could be, be low city prices, and it won't be to the end of the window that players sort of become available. Um, so it's a bit hard to predict who we'd go for. But hopefully, we just you know get a couple of utility players who could do a job if needed. I don't think it needs... I hope we don't go and spend £50 million on a striker now because I think if £50 million gets you a different player in, in the summer and the winter, so to speak. Um, and I don't think the squad needs major surgery. I think we're going to be fine. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see. If, it's, it's all part of the ride, isn't it?
2: If there's an opportunity to go and get someone like Pavlidis, I think we have to jump on that if it's if it's possible i don't know what i don't know what he'll cost i have no idea what he'll cost um i saw something saying like sort of 22 to 25 million if that's the case do it 100% do it Uh, he's worth a gamble like that much um ben rama makes sense because he's he's premier league proven at this point he's not been spectacular in the premier league but he's he's a solid premier league player he's played for a west ham team that's you know got into europe won in europe um he doesn't start for them every week. He's not first name on the sheep for them. But he's he's a sort of player that fits how we play, and he we know he's good enough. Like we know that he is good enough for this level. So it does make sense. Um, it's just yeah, it's, it's difficult. I have no idea who's available, and you don't really you don't really want to gamble in January. You don't really want to buy a player and then just be stuck with this player that it was kind of you haven't had a preseason to get them ready, and they're just kind of there now. So I think. Yeah, I think we'll be shrewd I don't I don't think we'll we'll buy players for the sake of it we've still got players in the club that we haven't really seen like Dharma Triore if if he eventually comes back will kind of be like a new signing because he hasn't played um, I'm not fully on board with him as a as an option to be honest but he's he's part of the squad so we'll see if we can get something out of him I think we do need to reinforce wide areas we do lack quality especially when William's not there so Ben Rama makes sense. And then, if we can get a striker, get one. But like Dylan said, you don't really want to go and splash a load of money on something now that you you get more for your money in six months' time. So, and Jimenez is kind of shown that we don't need to panic. I suppose.
0: Yeah, I mean that is very true. That is very true. I I think there is a, a rumor that Reese Nelson from Arsenal is available on loan, and I know we were linked with him in the summer. Um, that's a player that I really really wanted. Um, if Solomon didn't hadn't have um, hadn't have moved to um you know uh, Spurs. i thought that would have been a, an interesting signing but he's just signed a new contract so i mean I, I think it would only be alone if there was an option it'd be quite expensive it's not our. it's not our problem to worry about at the end of the day but it just it's just some ideas because i feel like there will be a lot of movement a lot of a lot of ground covered in inter- but i mean i think andre is definitely going to happen maybe i think if something happens that might be our big glossy one um
2: that means that someone probably needs to leave them, maybe that's my only thing with that because we've got a lot of Central midfielders. I could, it feels I could like. see
0: Lukic going out on loan. Maybe he's not being picked
2: ever. No, no, he's not. It's, it's, yeah, like you said, it's funny one. I don't know where he fits, but yeah, I think the key one. The key one is keeping keeping Palinia for the rest of this season. Um, not not having any sort of issues around around him. If we can keep hold of him, that's a pretty solid January, I think, at this point. All right.
0: Well, let's, let's leave it there then, lads, because I think that's a good place to end it. Unless, uh, anything else you'd like to add, Dylan or Luke? No, no. We're all good. Well, I think we're I'm all Fulham. good. Up the Fulham. Fantastic New Year's Eve. Fantastic New Year's Day. Hog, Mene, 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 thanks for listening. Uh, we will be back. We will be back. I don't know, actually, we'll be back. We've got the FA Cup game. We'll be back in the... Theater. Just We'll be back in about a week, and we'll see you soon. Many thanks. Lots of love. Up the Fulham. Happy New Year. Colombo.